Welcome you to Moving Forward with Young Voices here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. And we are very happy to welcome uh, Jacob Rich back to the show. Jacob, I know you've been a busy, busy guy, but in addition to being a Young Voices contributor, tell us about a couple of the other hats that you wear. Yes, so I am also a policy analyst at Reason Foundation, where I direct healthcare policy and drug policy. And I do lots of commentary on that. I help legislators uh, write laws and analyze data. And in addition to that, I am also um, starting epidemiology research at Case Western Reserve University and the Cleveland Clinic. And just focusing on COVID-19, health disparities and cancer and all sorts of epidemiological related topics. Now, I notice you've been kind of a busy guy here lately. I noticed that uh, uh, you recently were on, uh, was it uh, Fox 5? In, in Washington, yep. D.C. about uh, and, and you were talking about a couple of different things, which which we will touch on masks as well as um, overdoses and other um, unintended consequences that have come along with the lockdowns. Before we go there, though, I'd like to talk a little bit about what are you noticing in terms of, um, you know, you, you made some statements, you, you, you explained your point of view. Is someone is someone tweaking with uh, with the ability of the public to access what you're saying? Did you utter forbidden words, Jacob? <laughs> I might have said something that shall not be spoken of on popular media because I had the incredibly controversial and possibly reckless take that if people aren't really dying of COVID-19 in Los Angeles, maybe we don't need to have the mask mandates come back. I know this is incredibly reckless. Oh, I mean, (laughs) I mean, the fact that hospitalizations are near record lows, the fact that deaths in Los Angeles are near record lows, that has, you know, that obviously should not enter your calculation, whether you bring back mask mandates or not. So, yeah, I basically brought up those facts. Everyone on Fox 5 thought it was reasonable. I even presented data to back up what I was saying. And after I put the video up, no one can see it. It says this video contains incredibly uh, sensitive content. Would you like to view this video? It's not in any of my um, colleagues' media feeds after I posted it. And when I actually send it as a message, it doesn't even show a preview of the tweet. It just shows a link. So there's obvious um, there's obvious interventions to throttle down the very... Um, quote, reckless video that I posted, just challenging government in general. What they don't realize is stuff like that only makes me more determined than ever to hear what you have to say. And let's let's talk about what you had to say in terms of let's get into some of the nuts and bolts of uh, what is involved when it comes to, um, you know, the, the masks. Why make the case, if you would, please. Why? Why is it reasonable you know, for people to question whether or not we need to be locking this thing down harder than ever? It's, it's pretty simple. In a county of over 10 million people, they're having record lows of COVID-19 deaths. If there was like an explosion in COVID-19 deaths and it looked like there was a danger to society going around, I would, of course, consider bringing back masks. I mean, masks are effective. I'm not questioning whether masks are effect, are are ineffective in terms of reducing exposure. They definitely do work. But in a in a county of over 10 million people, on average, less than one person a day is dying of COVID. 
this is the best that's ever been in Los Angeles County. So like just with those data, I'm like, I don't think there's a problem. And if there's not a problem, why are we bringing back lockdowns? Why are we forcing people to wear masks inside when the vast majority of the population of Los Angeles is already vaccinated? And if they're not vaccinated, there's probably a large percentage chance that they've already had COVID, which also gives you protection. They're probably at herd immunity in Los Angeles right now. So bringing back masks is absolutely absurd, in my opinion. Unless the mask serves a purpose beyond simply limiting exposure to COVID. And I don't know. See, I have this I have this theory. It could be a conspiracy. I don't know. But uh, the mask <clears throat> is a very outward symbol of compliance. I mean, you can immediately tell at a glance who is compliant, who's on board and who isn't. And for those who are in power, especially those who are exercising emergency powers, I could see that being kind of a big deal to be able to know who's with them as opposed to who isn't marching in lockstep. Yeah, and it's it's really sad because the marching in lockstep has it's it's basically uh, expecting people to not think for themselves. Basically subjugating everyone's knowledge and ability to do research as completely irrelevant and unuseful. If you don't completely follow what the centralized government is giving you in terms of mandates, recommendations, information, if you question it at all, the government sees you as a threat. And if if people were actually a threat to public health, I would have a problem with it. But it's not that these people are a threat to public health for questioning. They're a threat to the power that the state is um, enforcing against people. The state knows that it can't control these people who aren't willing to walk in uh, lockstep when they give ridiculous orders. I mean, one thing that was going around in Los Angeles was that there was a 100% increase in hospitalizations, meaning that hospitalizations doubled over the last week. And they were right. Hospitalizations did double. But in a county of over 10 million people, it was basically doubling zero because there was a 99% reduction in hospitalizations since the peak. So they went from about 200 hospitalizations to 400 hospitalizations. And in the scheme, and in the grand scheme of like over 10 million people being in Los Angeles, both of those numbers are indistinguishable from zero. This is the best, it's in the margin of error of variation for hospitalizations in Los Angeles. There's no reason to um, be afraid. But once you start throwing out these numbers without context, a 100% increase in hospitalizations, people start freaking out. And if you start looking at the data and questioning and try to calm people down, you're a threat to um, government compelling people to act how they want them to act. Well, it sounds like it's being reported in the scariest possible way because panic apparently you know, helps to move people in the right direction. Yeah. And one stat that I showed them, I'm like, yes, there's been a 100 percent increase in hospitalizations over the last um, week. But guess what? That's also a 93 percent reduction since peak hospitalizations. It's at 7 percent the worst it ever was in Los Angeles County. And again, even with the new variant, um, the vaccines help against the variant. That's exactly why the CDC is telling people to get vaccinated to fight against the variant because the vaccine does work against it. And you know what else works against the variant? Previous infection. So Los Angeles, for all intents and purposes, in my opinion, is as close to herd immunity as it needs to be. I have the controversial opinion, I guess, that COVID-19 is basically over in Los Angeles. It's over. It's, it's over. And what we really need to do is focus on getting vaccines out to other countries so the, vac- so the uh, virus doesn't mutate more 
become incredibly different than what we see right now and then reinfect the United States. That's what the focus is, is actually helping other countries get to where we're at, because the United States, for all intents and purposes, is basically done with COVID-19. There's a couple areas in the country that have not been exposed to the virus and are a little bit hesitant to take the vaccine. And I understand that we need to deal with these micro areas. But in the grand scheme of like 320, 330 million people, it's probably only like 20 to like 10 to 20 million people who are at risk of COVID. The over 90% of the country is done with COVID and that's the way we should act. That's why we developed vaccines in the first place. We've got a couple minutes left here, Jacob. Let's let's talk a little bit about the unintended consequences. I know you have done extensive study into, for instance, uh, opioid use, abuse and overdoses and so forth. Um, overdoses, I know, are one of the unintended consequences that has come about because of the lockdowns, depression, suicide and other uh, other factors like this have come into play. How can we weigh those against, you know, I mean, the risk, there is risk. Some people will die of COVID versus the risk of people dying of what's ostensibly protecting them from contracting COVID. Well, one thing that happened during COVID-19 is that the 72,000 drug-related overdoses of 2020, I'm sorry, of 2019 increased to 93,000 in 2020. It was by far the worst year for drug overdoses ever. And when you keep people from working, and then give them a whole bunch of free cash, what do you think is going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying everybody does drugs, but among drug users who are probably trying to turn their life around, trying to find things to do to be productive, to be to facilitate and help society that helps you with your addiction is being useful for people. And when you tell these people they can't work and then you just give them a whole bunch of money, but I mean, it, it's, you don't need to be Einstein. You don't need to be Columbo to know what the consequences are going to be from this. Yeah, it, it would. I can definitely see where this would lead people, especially who are in crisis or under stress, to uh, to self medicate themselves into a really, really bad place. Jacob, the powers that be may be trying to limit your exposure, but uh, tell our listeners where they can access you, where they can follow your work. Well, if you want to follow me on Twitter, that's where I do the most of my professional work. Uh, it's Jacob James Rich, exactly as it sp- uh, sounds. Um, R-I-C-H is my last name. And yeah, if you want to see the censored videos, you might have to click through a couple links, say that you're willing to look at incredibly sensitive content. But I promise you the video is very entertaining. Take a chance. It's worth it. Thank you so much, Jacob. Thanks for having me again. It's always a pleasure.